0: Hey, welcome to Sound Guy Tips. Uh, this week, I'm just going to go over problem solving. I mean, problem solving is one of the number one skills that you're going to need to develop as a sound engineer or any any tech, lighting tech, video tech. Doesn't matter. So, I'm just going to go over uh, a couple of different scenarios that happened to me the other night, uh, and and kind of see why it's why it's hard to figure out what to do because a lot of times there's three to four things that'll fix the problem, but what's the easiest and what's the right thing to do? Anyone listening to this right now, go on the Facebook group, Sound Guy Tips Facebook group, and tell me what's one of the biggest problems you encountered or one of the worst things that's happened to you in the middle of doing a job and what you had to do to fix it. So let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh, man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go. That's better. All right, so problem solving is probably the number one thing you're going to have to get good at. It's, you know, it can be scary. A lot of things can go wrong and a lot of the times you're the only one there to fix it. Um it has nothing to do with with how the band sounds or or being able to mix a band or or how thing, you know, just just the things you think, "Oh, what the sound guy has to deal with." Um from an outside perspective or even if you're just getting into it and you just want to work with music or whatever, you know, mixing a band's not a big deal. Solving problems and making cables work is another whole thing. I could probably go on about this for hours or just tell you a million stories, but I'm just going to go over the ones most recent to me that are easy to explain and and have nothing really to do with a band or music. Uh, you know, I'm at Maxwell's, which is my house gig, and we're hosting the Liberal Party um, for the federal election night. So we have, you know, amongst a whole bunch of other stuff, which I'm not even going to get into. We had to set up, um, you know, a large projection screen to be able to have the cable running the results uh, from different network cable networks. Um, And we had to have multiple stages set up one with the, with the big screen set up all draped out like a nice corporate setup. Um, And the other one was had the stage and the podium and a big, backdrop with the candidate um, for her to come in and, and do the speech after the election was closed. Um, so the first thing was I needed to be able to get um, audio and video coming out of the net box. So we had a cable box um, that was hooked up with a cable line from the office and and then out of the net box, there's an HDMI out, and there's also RCA out, which is has left-right audio and video. So we're running, the, uh, we're running the HDMI cable into a decimator, which is uh, an HDMI-SDI splitter. There's different variations of it. But it takes the HDMI signal, send it down an SDI line, send that to the projector, which is mounted in the ceiling uh, that just got put in that morning so I have the soundboard side stage in between the two stages to be able to operate both sets of the PA together and I need to be able to grab audio from the net box which is running the cable uh, to be able to send audio signal from the TV signal to the PA so everybody there can hear it so What are my options? Well, there's a netbox there. It has HDMI out and RCA out, like I just said. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll grab RCA cables and I'll grab a pro AVDI and I'm going to run RCA to a DI and then run XLR into the board. Okay, I tried that and I'm getting no signal. I'm, I'm not getting anything. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Well, I have an aux cable, which is a dual quarter to eighth cable, uh running into the aux feeds for me to play music uh on the soundboard so i plugged that cable into the avdi because it also has dual quarter inch inputs and i played music through it and it worked fine so i'm like hmm okay that works fine well why don't i try a different rca cable okay try a different rca cable still nothing okay this is weird Okay, so the AVDI also has an eighth-inch TRS input jack. So I happen to have an RCA, which is left-right RCA, to uh, TRS eighth-inch. So I run that from the netbox to the eighth-inch jack on the AVDI. That's not working. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I start thinking maybe the signal is getting taken from the HDMI and overriding the outputs. So now I'm in the netbox menu in the controls, trying to, trying to source audio settings in the net box. And it's got like fixed audio, Dolby digital, you know, I'm not like a net box specialist, you know, like I, you know, generally work with bands and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's a cable box. Like I could probably figure this out, but I'm not getting any signal. This is, you know, very weird to me. So of course, you know, uh, I'm using my phone, a friend at this point, uh, and I'm calling Jason from Mangus Audio and because I'm pretty sure he has lots of experience you know, working with stuff like that. And he had set it up, uh, previous times, uh, for other events. So the first thing we wanted to do is make sure that audio was actually getting to the projector, which means the netbox was sending audio at all. So I got up on the ladder, went up to the projector, went through the menu and found the audio setting. And I turned up the volume because the projector has a built-in speaker, which just plays music like real quiet. Right. So, I found the setting and cranked it up, and audio was coming out of the projector, like whatever was coming out of the cable. So I'm like, okay, so the netbox is sending audio. Okay, well, what can I do now? Well, after I got off the phone with him, I looked at the netbox again, and it also had an optical digital out. So it had a fiber audio output. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, I have an audio interface in my laptop or my computer bag. Uh, that I could hook up to my laptop, and I could run, uh, you know, a, f- a small fiber line out of that into my audio interface, and then through my computer into the soundboard, and then run it that way. But I'm like, well, that's kind of complicated, and but I think I think it would work. But I'm not going to do that. The other option, I'm like, okay, well, I've got audio signal coming to the projector, and it has eighth inch outs. It also has RCA outs, so it's got you know, a fixed audio output, uh, with an eighth inch. So, I mean, I was like, okay, maybe I can run, uh, an eighth to dual quarter, uh, into a DI box and then run like a hundred foot XLR from the DI box up above the projector down to the soundboard. And I could run it that way. And uh, I'm just thinking of all these things and I'm like, Okay. So all of these would take a few extra minutes to set up. And at this point I do have like a little bit of time and, but I am being pressured to, to be setting up other stuff in the room while I'm doing this. People are coming and asking me all sorts of questions because I'm also like managing the whole venue at that point. But I also have to set up this stuff, which should have been just as easy as plugging in an RCA cable. So you can see where you just have to, you have to get your head. In it, And mine was all over the place. And what ended up happening is, you know, all those things would have made it work. But then I had an idea because earlier I had plugged in the DJ and he only had RCA outs uh, on the back. Well, I was like, there's got to be a way, right? I'm just thinking, I'm like, there's got to be a way to test this stuff because there's barely anything that runs RCA out in the building for me to be able to plug in and and test rca cables with this was like the netbox was it then i realized the dj mixer was rca out only and he had rca to xlr cables that he was running his dj booth off of and i was like oh okay why didn't i think of that i grabbed the rca cable and I unplugged it from his desk and I plugged it into the back of the net box and I ran it a direct RCA to XLR cable right into the soundboard. And then all of a sudden audio started working. So then I ran, I quickly tested a couple more things and I finally diagnosed that the uh, RCA inputs on the AVDI I had originally tried were not working properly. So the XLRs were working on it. The quarter-inch jacks were working on it, but the RCA jacks were not working on that AVDI for some reason. But I didn't check every component. I I I didn't really actually get to that part to figure out that was it. So you know, I spent probably half an hour going up on ladders, you know, dinking around, being like, oh, "I'll try this cable, I'll try that cable." It was not none of it was none of the cables. All those cables worked fine, but I was just you know overthinking it and rushing around trying to trying to plug other stuff in and trying all these thinking of all these roundabout ways to to get it to work so long story short I just quickly ran along McQuaid bought two of those cables for twenty dollars and went RCA to XLR straight into the board uh, because that's an adapter I don't have in my toolbox kit Um, and, and then it worked. There wasn't even, there was no ground hum. There was nothing weird. I was, I was a little worried with, with running straight from the cable box into the desk with no type of ground lift capabilities, but it ended up working. So that was problem number one. So in this instance, I was able to fix the problem by actually eliminating a component and just going straight one cable from the box to the soundboard. So I actually started out with more components than I needed. I just knew, oh, I'll just do this. I know if I plug RCA into a DI and run XLR into the board, then the DI box gives me the capability of having a ground lift switch in case it's buzzing because I don't know what type of signal I'm going to be getting from this cable box uh, running the TV. So I tried that first and then actually eliminating one of the components fixed it. Whereas like you just heard me describe, I could have used my computer interface. I could have ran hundred foot cable and like did this huge roundabout way of, of getting audio out of the projector and back over to the soundboard. And if I didn't stop to think about it for a minute, I probably would have done one of those things. It would have worked, but it would have been way more work and extra cables and extra cleanup. So, you just, this is why I'm telling you this story uh, of these two different things that I have to fix. Um, just because when something doesn't work right, you just have to take a second and really just, what's the f- easiest way? to get this to work. There's always so many ways and that's why it can be overwhelming sometimes. There's so many cables, so many adapters, different mics, different this, different everything that you could could use to fix the problem, but you just got to find the simplest one and just do it. So luckily this problem wasn't that stressful to me because I knew there was a way and no matter what I had to make it work because this event was being covered by the national news. So they had their own setup there filming and stuff. And there's gonna be a lot of people there to watch the results and I had to make it work no matter what. So if I had to do that stupid way of running long cables or like doing whatever, I was gonna do it to make it work. But I got it to work in a much simpler way. So always look for that. The other reason this problem wasn't that big a deal is because no one was breathing down my neck. Like nobody was being like, I'm not working with somebody. And then something's not working on my end. And there's somebody staring at me going, uh, well, it should work. Like I need this to work like right now. And it's not working. So I was like, it was just something I was setting up on my own that I knew needed to work for the event. But nobody was standing there watching me. I was just figuring it out. So next, CTV National shows up, and the camera guy wanted uh, a board feed, but he wanted a board feed of only the vocal microphone uh, for the speech or whoever is talking, the MC or um, you know the political candidate. So I'm like, no problem. I'll just here's an XLR with an aux output. Um, and I can send you a bus mix with just the vocal mic. Okay, so he has this like Sennheiser. It's like the big block that they put, uh, that they clip their their CTV mics into, and it's a wireless transmitter that transmits from their mic to the camera so he can get a live feed of the mic for their interviews or whatever they're doing. And he wanted one of those on the podium mic uh, for the speeches. No big deal. Okay, plug it in it's just a bar of noise. Okay. This, this thing's not working. And I'm like, Hmm, that's weird. And you know, we tested on a regular mic works fine. Tested in an aux, not fine. Tested on, uh, another XLR cable coming out of the board bar of noise, test it, plugging it directly into the board. Same. It's just a bar of noise. So at this point, I mean, it's his device. I've tested it on a speaker, a powered speaker, the XLR cable was working that I had, the output was working fine that I had. So he's like, okay, let me grab another one of my transmitters. Okay. Same thing. Okay. So apparently, uh, I found out after maybe the problem was that there's phantom power on those because it's sending signal from a mic, a wireless signal directly. The, the, the cube itself is the transmitter. It's not a cable plugging into it. it's, That is the transmitter with just like a little plug on it that you can plug a mic into um, instead of having an XLR cable. I'm not quite sure how that makes a difference, but if it has phantom and you plug it to an output of the X32, uh, they don't like each other. So it's just going to be noise. So that could have been the problem. Now, I was using uh, the new G4 Sennheiser Wireless. Uh, in a rack of four. So the CTV um, broadcast camera guy was like, okay, well, another workaround I do sometimes is I have this like little mic that I can put near a speaker and I'll just record the speaker audio and the mic and that will get me enough for the camera. And I'm like, ah, it's going to sound like garbage though. And then also I had the TV feed going through the same speakers. So, you know, he would be getting that as ambient and unless I turned it all the way off, which, which I would during the speeches, but he didn't want that in audio at all. He just wanted, you know, his, his mics on the reporter and the mics on the podium so that, he could just have a very clear signal. And I'm like, this is, you know, CTV national. I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to just have a guy put a mic on a speaker. So, you know, the next thing is I was like, okay, well I do have a powered speaker. So I set up a powered speaker on an aux send so I could send just the podium mic. And I ran that speaker, you know, uh, maybe 20 or 30 feet away from where the board was. Cause all the amp racks were there and there was like fans going. So it would have been noisy. So I set the speaker up anyway, plugged it in powered speaker. And I sent the mic to it just in case. Then I realized I'm using, like I just said before, I'm like, okay, well, what else could I do here? Like, how could I get him the mic independent of the soundboard and independent of the speakers? Well, one of the ways would have been using a Y cable and splitting the mic into two signals. One can be directly plugged in to his wireless transmitter that goes to his camera and the other one can go to the board and go to the audio uh, or the the PA for the audience. So I'm like, "Okay, but you know, I Didn't really know if there was any Y-Splitters there. I didn't even bring my toolbox with me because there was no bands. Usually I bring my toolbox full of stuff for bands because I'm like, well, why would I I run into any issue? All I'm doing is running one mic line and a feed from the TV. So it's like, why would I need a whole bunch of adapters and cables to make that work? But, you know, you never know. That's why you got to bring all your stuff with you all the time, you know, that's, you know, something I, I just was like, ah, whatever, it'll be fine. So luckily there was a four pack of wireless there and it wasn't just a single mic with a receiver that, so the receiver on the wireless mic is what you plug into the soundboard. So because there was a a rack of four, I was able to program a second receiver to be the same channel as the wireless mic on the podium so now i've got two receivers receiving the microphone so i was able to take the second receiver and plug that directly into his um, sennheiser whatever transmitter for his camera so now i've got one designated for the camera feed completely independent from the soundboard. Just, you know, whatever level he set it at, he set he set the sensitivity level so that it was loud enough for the camera. And then the the other one is going to the soundboard for the PA. And I did that and it sounded fine. So I was like, okay, there. Now you have good audio. But as you can hear, like this guy's standing there and it's like, okay, well yeah, no problem. I need this done. Okay, here's the cable. I've sent the audio. It should work. Nothing. It's not working. It's just it's just not working at all. Like there's no audio. It just is noise. You know, and there's somebody who's, you know, he was a pretty chill guy. Like he was really easy to work with. He didn't make me feel like like anything was my fault, because at that point it wasn't really, because it was his stuff that was screwing up. And if he's the one that uses that uh piece of gear all the time, you know, he should probably know how it works or what it what it's compatible with or what it's not compatible with if he's going around doing this type of thing all the time, which is why he suggested using a mic on a speaker as like a backup thing. But I was like, that's just, that's just a horrible way to do it. Like, I'm not going to, I, I got to figure out a way to get you a good clean signal. Cause again, you know, it's a national broadcast and it's for the venue that I work at. Why well, I don't want it to sound like crap. Like I want it to sound good. Like, so I, I did whatever I could and thought of the easiest way to make that work. Now, I'm pretty sure that a Y cable, a Y XLR cable would have worked. Um, and that that could have solved it right there. Just plug a Y cable in. He gets one. I get the other. Done. But I didn't bring my toolbox. So make sure you always bring your tools and always be ready um, to to have to plug stuff in in a different way than you thought you would have to. You just have to be prepared to solve problems. That's the bottom line. Now, when somebody's standing there and something's not working, it, it can be pretty intimidating. Like, you have to just... The, the key is don't freeze. Don't just sit there and blankly stare at something and go in your head like oh crap oh crap oh crap like i don't know what to do like it, it just just think about it for a second be like what piece of gear am i using what isn't working try switching it okay test every piece test every cable test every input output whatever whatever you're using you just have to make sure you have to go down the list of things that you're using and make sure you find out which of the one or which one is causing you a problem. Like which one isn't working, and then replace it with something else, or take it right out of the chain completely. Uh, you know, I've I've worked around people where problems come up, and you know, problems can come up all day long. It doesn't matter. You just have to fix them. But like some people just get frustrated right away, or they get upset, or they get you know short with people cuz something's not working right and blaming somebody else all of that's completely irrelevant like completely irrelevant it has nothing to do with whether it works or not your job is to just fix it you just have to fix it like that's that's all there is to it and that this is only two of maybe 10 things in a row that day that I had to like quickly decide and like make an adjustment and didn't go straight forward the way I thought it was going to when I started to set something up. It doesn't mean you're dumb or you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes things just don't work properly and, and you just have to deal with it. So don't be afraid to make a mistake or set something up wrong. Like it's not a big deal. You just have to redo it until it works. Like don't give up. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. I actually have a website up now, which is soundguytips.com, and it just has a player that you can see all the episodes in there and take a listen, Um, so go check that out, or you can always check the Facebook group, Sound Guy Tips Facebook group, where I I post extra content and little videos or pictures uh, and maybe explain a little bit more about each episode, Uh, And you can comment and, and chat about stuff. So head over there, you know, leave me a little message and let me know what you thought of the episode.